Good evening. This is May 24th, 2020, and welcome to the Peculiar Podcast. We welcome you in to share with those who are peculiar and those who are unfamiliar with God and Jesus Christ. We're going to start off with a word of prayer today. Um, the title and the topic today will be uh, from the book of Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, and we're just going to call it Ungodly Ways. So let's dig in and let's start off with our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time, and we just thank you for another time that we can come together to share your word, Lord, to give your truths and to do what you would have us to do. Lord, we thank you, we bless you, and lift you up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, in starting with this, in Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, I'll just start off by saying Paul is the writer, and he's speaking to the followers of Christ. And starting with verse 1, it says, This also know that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of themselves, of their own selves, covetous, Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such things, from such, turn away. So Paul, he's here and um, he's starting off telling them that in the last days, perilous, dangerous, or risky times will come. So that's a given off the first that in the last days, these things will come and they'll be perilous, which means dangerous and risky. So that will come. It says that right there in the word. Then he gives a list of things that he tells exactly what people will do. And these ways are not godly. They're very ungodly. And I'm just going to go through the list and share them. And at the same time, tell a little bit about each one. So if you know somebody that relates to them, we all do. Uh, that's our form coming from being a man or a woman from the start of the world that we came in with sin because of Adam and Eve. But some people are more apt or more prone to go to these measures. So if you know people, it's time to reach out to them, show them in love and correct them in love. Show them this verse. Share it with them. The first one says that they'll love themselves. And to me, and it could be to you too, that just means they won't care about others. They care about themselves. They're going to do whatever they want for themselves and make sure they get what they want and be out of it. Um, they're going to do for their financial gain, their personal gain, and not care about what others need or what others want. That's a cold heart. It's a hard heart. God gives us um, a heart of love and compassion when we join and accept Jesus Christ. He'll soften our hearts and show us love. 
So we should be able to show that to other people because he says, love God and love others. The next one is covetous. That means that they're going to want or desire something that someone else has. We see a lot of people like that these days. They want what the next man has or the next woman has. They want the new car. They want the shine. They want the house. They want this or that, but they don't know what it took to get that. They don't know where that came from and how much time somebody had to put in working for it or if they were just given it. So they want to be covetous and they want what they have. The next one is boasters. That's people that speak with pride and speak about themselves and try to be loud and sometimes boisterous about who they are and what they do. And if it doesn't go to what God says, they're more boasting about what they have. After that is proud. That's a high feeling of importance of themselves. That is um, an issue of life that we don't think about many oftentimes. We talk about pride this and pride that, but God doesn't usually, and he doesn't like proud. Uh, These type of people feel themselves a lot. They're in their own feelings when they shouldn't be. They should be directing towards leaning towards God and his love. It also talks about blasphemers. Blasphemers are people that insult God and don't believe in God. When you blaspheme the Holy Spirit and God, that's one of the worst things you could ever do. So being a blasphemer is nothing good, and it's insulting to God. This next one hits heavy because we see it a lot in the schools and at home, um, being disobedient to parents. And it stretches even further than to just parents. It goes to teachers. It goes to adults and those in power and authority over the children or our youth. But this says mainly the parents. So we have to teach our kids the right things and put them in a perspective and in a way that they do it God's way, that they obey their parents. That's a real thing. He wants them to obey their parents. Everybody says, oh, obey. It makes it. No, God says obey. So we have to do what he says. Um, And when you're disobedient to your parents, it talks in Scripture about not having a long life. When you obey your parents, you will have a long life. So it's best to obey your parents. It's best to do what they tell you to do. It will keep you out of trouble, and they've definitely been where you're trying to go. So if you're a kid, listen to this. Uh, Teenager, younger kid, obey your parents. Do what they have told you. They're telling you for a reason, and it's oftentimes to help you and keep you out of trouble. Then the next one is unthankful. That's just to show no gratitude, no appreciation, not be happy about what you've gotten and what you've been given. When you're thankful, you take it no matter what. You say thank you. Even if you don't like it, you, you give thanks. And a lot of people are unthankful in this world, even to God, as in not thanking him for the day that they're in and not showing him gratitude. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be here. So be thankful. Don't be unthankful. It's not a, it's not something that God tells us to do. He tells us to be thankful in all things. Unholy. Uh, it talks about being sinful, wicked. Those are unholy traits. Uh, if we're following God, we will be holy. Because he says, be holy for I am holy. And he doesn't say that just to put it out there and say, oh, 
yeah, that's what I am, so you do it. No, he does want us to do that. Be holy, for he is holy. That don't mean we'll be perfect, but it means we will get in line with him and try to do the best that we can do to be what he wants us to be. Then it goes on to talk about no natural affection. That's no love for others or themselves or God. So natural affection comes and flows from the heart. When you're affectionate, you can love people. You can show them. You can be real. The next thing is truth breakers. These are people that violate covenants. When we make covenants with God, he makes them with us. He makes them first. He did this with Moses. He did this with everybody in the Bible that would trust him, the leaders that he put forth. So marriage is a covenant. So if you break that, you're a violator. Then it talks about being fierce. This is just having a ferocious and aggressive attitude towards others. It's aggressiveness outright. You don't have to be fierce, but if you're going to be fierce, be fierce for God. Then it talks about despisers of good. That's just people that are haters of God, haters of good. They despise the way that God has set things up because they want to do it their their own way. It talks about traitors. That's people who betray God, betray the normal way that he has set up for us, and that's to show love and be who he wants us to be. So don't be a traitor. Be on God's team. Then it talks about headiness. That's being intoxicated. We're not supposed to be aiming for intoxication. We're supposed to be aiming for holiness and love and showing the ways of Christ. Then he talks about high-minded. That's strong in your ways. That's thinking high of yourself. That's not being what God wants you to be. So don't be high-minded. He wants us to be meek and lowly like Jesus. And he's shown us this all throughout the word. Next, he talks about lovers of pleasure more than God. So when you love the things of the world more than you love God, there's a problem. God wants us to love him more than those things. Those are material. And it says in the word that material things will pass away. So if we glorify them, which we've glorified many things, athletes, idols, all these things that are in the world, and God put a stop to it recently. I wonder why. Because we love those pleasures more than we love God. This is a time now that we have been sitting back and we're supposed to love God. We're supposed to dip down into his word and we're supposed to get something from it. The main thing we should get is love for God and for others, not the pleasures of the world. Pleasures will go away. Pleasures are not his aim for our lives. Then it talks about a form of godliness, but deny his power. That's just plain, flat-out evil. Because if you have a form of godliness, you should be godly. But if you deny God's power, boy, you're in for it. His power is mighty, it's authoritative, and it's over any and everything in this world and the world to come. So you better tap into God and take what his word is and see it as truth. Many don't like his truth. Many say they don't understand his word, but they'll Google anything else out there. Google about his word. You can be taught. There are commentaries. There are documents. The best document you can read is the Bible. But guess what? You can Google it, and it'll read the Bible to you. Then it'll explain. You have to have a heart and mind to want to change and be on that. Forms of godliness that deny his power are not of God. Then in the last verse, verse 5, 
If you sit back and read it, it says, I'll just read the whole verse, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. This is the part that is key that we should all take and run with it. From such turn away. So write that down in all caps. Turn away from these folks. From such turn away. When we turn away, God will acknowledge that and honor it. He tells us to get away from them things. Put those things down. It's not for you. Now, if you sit back and look at it, God is being removed or has been removed from many things. Our schools are just plain everything. But we need to put God back into things, and things will go a lot better. The ungodly is killing us because we're supposed to be godly, be like him. The ways that are mentioned here are not of God. They're of foolishness. They're of not knowing, and they're definitely of evil. These ways and actions are just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees in the Bible. They knew about God, but they didn't do for God. And then they denied his son who came to give us life and to have it more abundantly, who came to love and show love so that we would love him and accept him. He went to the slaughter for us, for our sins, sins that he didn't even commit. Now, I have some other scriptures that are here that will help us. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, Paul is speaking to the church of Thessalonica, and he says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Verse 4, Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So what's all that mean? Well, if you look back, it talks about that day coming and a falling away. That falling away is the falling away of the church. And it says in the word that that will happen. And then it talks about the, the man of sin. Satan, evil, the son of perdition. He opposes God, so it says that in that verse too. And they're also talking about the Antichrist, Satan, evil, and the Antichrist spirit. Don't fall for that. Don't be deceived. God is greater. Fall in line with God and Jesus Christ. The evil wants to be bigger and better than God, but will never be that. Never, all caps, never will never be that. That's why he was kicked out of heaven. And a third went with him. That third are demons. Evil. Then if you flip over to Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, it's God speaking to the prophet Isaiah. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. In a roundabout way, it's just saying, don't put good for evil. Don't put evil for good. That's right being called wrong and wrong being called right. We see this in our news media today, in our leaders, in our justice system, and all throughout society. It's wrong. It's not of God. It's unholy.
So when it says woe, it means stop right there. Stop right there to the evil. Speaking to the evil. They know they're wrong, but they want to get around God. They can't. Victory is ours through God and Jesus Christ. Then the last verse that I have is in Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Woo-wee! Revelation three fifteen sixteen. That right there, God wants us for himself. He wants us hot for him, not cold. He wants us to be down for him. He wants us to live for him. He wants us to serve for him and love for him. He wants us to choose him every time. And he put that offer out there. And he put that offer out there to choose his son so that we have salvation and that we might live for eternity with him for eternal life and not in the lake of fire. Gosh, choose Christ, please. If we are like the lukewarm water, he'll get rid of us. Right there in the verse, he says he'll spew spew us out of his mouth. I don't want that, and I don't want it for you. We don't want it for the next person. God made it so that he wanted each and every person to be saved. That's why he sent Jesus. All you had to do is accept, accept the free gift of salvation. That's where the love's at. Jesus. And if you feel froggy, read down in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. That verse talks about the second death. There is no de- no coming back from that death. There's no coming back. Once you die that, you're in eternity. There's no way to come back to Christ. You'll be separated from him, which it talks about in Romans chapter 8, for eternity. Read Romans chapter 8. Verse 28 through 38, it will say what you need to hear. Don't be separated from the love of God. Don't be separated from him for eternity. Now that I've shared all this with you, just take a moment and look back and see. Do you see these ungodly ways happening? Are they more prevalent? Is it something that you know people that are dipping into this or you have or I have? We need to correct it. That's why there is repentance. That's why there is forgiveness, and God gives both. So we have to ask him for it. Like Matthew 6, 33 says, ask. But you have to put the first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. So put him first. Get back to God. Don't have these ungodly ways, and then he'll take care of you. He's proven. He's done it time and time again for me, and I know he's done it for others. He will make a believer out of you. Trust him. Share him. Share his love. I know this was a longer podcast, but I wanted to get this out. It's been on my heart all week, and I thought I have to share it. The more it goes out, the more people take it in. The more it gets shared, the more love is spread, the more changes can happen, the more will come to Christ. Now that I've gave all this, let us have a word of prayer and then we'll be done. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for being able to share your word with your people. Lord, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your commandment. We thank you for 
just Jesus going to the cross for each and every one of us for our sins, that it wasn't his sin that he went for, Lord, but we thank him for going for ours. Lord, take these ungodly ways and push them to the side that these people might become godly, that they might thirst for you and have a hunger for you. Lord, just bless them right now. Lord, anyone that chooses to listen, Lord, give them what they need. And we just thank you for them and thank you for the others in this world, Lord. Some don't even know how to pray to you. Lord, we're praying for them right now that you give them a heart and a mind to come to you and be able to pray and read your word, Lord, and digest it. Lord, we just thank you for all things that you have for us. We thank you for the week that we're coming up on. Lord, just bless each and every one of us. Lord, give us strength. Give us vision. Give us passion about you, Lord, and just be with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast, and we just have hope you have a great week. Enjoy the holiday and show love. Goodbye.